When you do it in the West, it's for public order. When we do it, it's oppression. Okay, Not this doesn't order. take us any further. You cannot fight one terrorist organization with another one. Turkey has outraged many of its allies and partners with its military operations in Syria and a whole catalogue of human rights violations against its own people. My guest this week here at the Foreign Policy Forum in Berlin is Turkey's presidential spokesman, Ibrahim Kalin. How does he justify his country's highly controversial policies at home and abroad? Ibrahim Kalin, welcome to Conflict Zone. Thank you. Let's start with Mr. Erdogan's trip to Washington a couple of weeks ago. Um, he went to change minds, to change influential minds in the United States, to talk about the justification for your military action in Syria, but he appears to have failed to change those minds comprehensively. Why did that happen, do you think? Well, for us, the visit went well, actually. We have good relationship with the Trump administration. Some people at the Congress are being... With Trump rather than the administration, yeah? Well, if you want to make that distinction, that's for domestic American politics uh, to comment about. But obviously, some people in the Congress have a different view. Uh, the ones he hoped to influence had a different yeah, view. Yeah, and our president made a very uh, clear case, actually, for why we went in there. Because our goal has been to clear uh, our border with Syria from more terrorist elements, from whether ISIS or PKK-related groups. And but they weren't buying it, were they? Well, uh, I think they're Leading members of the Republican Party, Senator Lindsey Graham, for instance, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He seems to have particularly angered your president by talking about the military action as an invasion. But what did you expect? Well, he got his answer, obviously. Our president told him very clearly that he cannot call Turkey an invader. But The president was... also got his answer, didn't he? He said the reason it's an invasion, this is uh, Lindsey Graham, the reason it's an invasion is that's exactly what you did. I warned you not to do it, and everything that I was worried about came true in spades. Well, it is Senator Graham who said a couple of years ago to Ash Carter, then the defense minister of the United States, that PKK is the same as PYDYPG. PYD, YPG in Syria is the PKK. He is the one. He said this on record. Now he has changed his position. It's not for me to comment on his flip-flopping on these issues, but we have had a very clear policy line uh, on this issue. We do not want to see any terrorist element taking over a piece of land, ruling over people in Syria, whether by PKK or ISIS or Al-Qaeda or any other groups. Yeah, but according to the Pentagon, that's exactly the effect of what you've done. The Pentagon said just a week ago, quoting information from the Defense Intelligence Agency, the terrorist organization, they're talking about ISIS, exploited the Turkish incursion and movement of U.S. forces to reconstitute capabilities and resources within Syria and strengthen its ability to plan attacks abroad. That's exactly what you didn't want to happen, isn't it? Well, to the contrary, actually, it was PYD, YPG in Tel Aviv and Rasul Ain that released about 800 ISIS terrorists in prison when President Trump spoke to our president about, so what Turkey is going to do about the ISIS prisoners? And our president said very clearly on that phone call that we will take care of them. That is, we will keep them locked up. We will not release them. We will try them. We will try to return them to their countries of origin. And this is what we did. But it was YPG, PYD that released them from a prison in Rasul Ain. They know this. That's on the record. Eminently foreseeable that that would happen. Why will they do and, that? And, and this why is did, the result. Why did YPG do that? But why did YPG do that? 
For, for, for the you very clear, the well, what's the answer? The answer is that PYD, YPG wants to use ISIS actually as a bargaining chip in the eyes of the West, telling them that you know without PYD, YPG, the fight against ISIS will be unsuccessful. They need PYD, YPG on the ground to fight ISIS. And we have argued to the contrary from the very beginning. You cannot fight one terrorist organization with another one. You cannot fight ISIS with the PKK. But if the effect is that six months down the line, ISIS is in a much stronger position, what are you going to do? Just say sorry for your military action? We fought against ISIS in the Jarablus Elbab area with the Euphrates Shield operation. We have eliminated more than 3,000 ISIS terrorists. We have about 1,200 ISIS prisoners in Turkey. More than half of them are international uh, uh, citizens. Some are Turkish. We are keeping them in prison. We are not releasing them. We are going after all ISIS elements. If you look at the Turkish-Syrian border, which is about 911 kilometers, all the way from Idlib to the Iraqi border, there is not a single ISIS element present in that strip of land. You we have cleared our border from the ISIS. In fact, we made this case to President Obama before he decided, or when he decided, to support PYD, YPG in the fight against ISIS. We told them, look, you don't need PYD to fight against ISIS. We can do this with the national elements in Syria. We can do it with the Turkish army. Okay. We don't want, we don't need to have U.S. troops on the ground, but you can provide air support, okay. and we can take care of uh, ISIS. They didn't Mr. Callan, let me, let me just go back to your justification for this operation. That you have a right to make your border area safe from terrorism, to force militant Kurdish groups, PYD, YPG, out of this so-called terror corridor. But very few countries are buying this line. <clears throat> and if the job of a presidential spokesman is to sell the president's line, you're not having much success, are you? Well, uh, you, look, you look at the U.S., Ambassador James Jeffrey, the State Department's point man on Syria. He said Turkey launched this operation despite our objections, undermining the ISIS campaign, risking endangering and displacing civilians, destroying civilian infrastructure, and threatening the security of the area. That's not much of an accolade, is None it? None of that happened, actually. They oh, so he doesn't know what he's talking about? Well, that's not what he told us in our meetings. I've had many meetings with Jim. He's a good friend, uh, and of course, as professionals, we work on these issues together. He may be a good friend personally, not, he's not a great not, friend to, none to of the those operations that you actually announced. came true. If you look at, they said that there will be a huge humanitarian crisis with the Turkish uh, military operation. It didn't happen. People went back to their homes. They said that Kurds will be attacked. No Kurds were attacked except PYD, YPG terrorists on the ground. They said Christian minorities will be oppressed or killed. None of that happened. In fact, it was our military that uh, repaired just recently an Armenian church in Rasul Ain. Now they're worshipping uh, peacefully in Rasul Ain. I'm talking about the Armenian church there. So all these things that I'm they claim, the none of that happened. violations that they said would happen and have happened, haven't they? Where? Where exactly? Give me some examples. Ambassador Jeffrey, Ambassador Jeffrey again gave you examples. He said, we would say that Turkish-supported Syrian opposition forces who were under general Turkish command in at least one instance did carry out a war crime, and we've demanded an explanation. You claimed, you claimed a number of investigations were underway sure. into human rights abuses. So you're asking me about something you already know. How many investigations, by the way, and by whom? A number of investigations by our military have been launched. How many, Mr. Callan? How many? Some of them are operational details. Oh, uh, I would on. rather not share You can them tell with me if you. there are any now, human rights probably investigations you will find out going as a, on. As a good journalist, you, don't you know, can do search you? and you don't know. find. It's just, it's just uh, a blanket excuse, isn't it? Look, if you look at the civilian casualties in the Syrian war, 
can you guess how many people, how many civilians have died in the, in the operation in Raqqa? Make a guess. We're not talking about No, that. you're talking about I'm Syria. Talking you're talking about Syria, civilian casualties. We are talking about fighters. human rights violations. Around 3,000 civilian people died in Raqqa. The city of Raqqa was destroyed, leveled to the ground. Around 1,000 people, civilians, were killed in their resort. And in Mosul, again, in the fight against ISIS. If you're going to talk about all this, I think we should be very candid and clear about these issues. Anywhere it would be nice to be candid You're very vague about killed. human rights investigations. Nine to 11 civilians were killed in the fight against ISIS in Mosul alone. How many civilians have been killed in our operation? Mr. Calvin, you don't have a great record on investigating human rights violations, do you? So why should things be different now? In 2016, the UN Committee Against Torture cited credible reports of Turkish law enforcement officials engaging in torture and ill-treatment of detainees. The committee said it was concerned at the reported impunity enjoyed by those who committed such acts. Impunity doesn't suggest you were doing much investigation into those things, does it? We have a zero tolerance policy towards torture. We have, in fact, cleared our prisons, our judicial system from torture. We've had this in the past. But what you're referring to is what happened right after the bloody coup attempt on July 15, 2016, when the FETA terrorists carried out a coup attempt in Turkey, killing 251 people. It doesn't license night. you to torture people. I didn't say there is torture. I'm not saying this to justify. I'm referring to those who made those claims who were actually behind this coup attempt, killing 251 people, injuring around 1,200 people. They had the intent to kill the elected president of Turkey. The reports, Mr. Callan, go on and on. Two years ago, the NGO Freedom From Torture said that from 2011 to 2016, all the years when Mr. Erdogan and the AKP have been in power, Turkey was one of the top 10 countries for referrals after torture. And in 2016, you moved into the top five. No known investigations were ever carried no, out. The number of investigations have been carried How out. How many? They said we have... How many and by whom? Huh, you, you want me to say 20, 30, 40? Well, I can give you the full, full details. I'd like the truth. I, I, will, I, can, I will be happy like to give the you truth. the exact numbers. I don't have the reports written. I'll, I'll be happy to send them to you. In 2017, the Council of Europe's Commissioner for Human Rights said, the problem of effective investigations and impunity of security forces is a very long-standing and entrenched problem in Turkey. So you're not fooling anyone, are you? No, this talk of we are not in the business of fooling anyone. We are taking care of our own national security. When you face this kind of credible national security threats against the PKK or from the PKK, from ISIS terrorists, from FETA terrorists, those terrorist organizations, <clears throat> the West only recognizes one of them. That is ISIS because it attacks Western interests. But the others, since they are only in Turkey and attacking Turkey, the elected government, the uh, security forces, or the civilians, nobody wants to talk about it. Mr. Mr. Callan, you sent in last month, you sent in your Syrian proxy forces into the northeast corridor of the country, knowing that in all likelihood they would torture, abuse, and possibly murder people, because that's exactly what they had done in the northern city <coughs> of Afran 
which you seized in 2018, isn't it? Not at all. In, in fact, August that year, Amnesty before. International reported you gave free reign to Syrian groups armed by you to commit serious human rights abuses in Afrin. That didn't happen in Afrin. There was looting in Afrin, and they were penalized. But it's the same group, by the way, we're talking about the Syrians themselves fighting for their own freedom, for their own country, against the brutality of the Assad regime, to which the Western world has now turned a blind eye. We are the only ones actually taking care of millions of refugees and the Syrians in both Turkey and on the Syrian side. It's the same Syrian National Army which the Americans supported or promised to support uh, five years ago, six years ago. They changed their policy in, in the course of time. It's the same Syrian people who fought against the Assad forces in the Idlib area. When they fought against Assad and ISIS in that area, everybody applauded them. What's the situation when now? They came to, when they came to PYD, YPG health area, suddenly the air changed. They said, well, there are terrorists, there are jihadists. They are the same people who fought in Idlib. Everybody is thankful to Turkey for keeping things under control in Idlib because we've prevented another major well, I don't see much gratitude. Crisis. I don't see much gratitude coming your way at the moment. We're basically taking care of about 7 million Syrian refugees for the last four or five years. We are preventing another major humanitarian crisis, another migration flow from Idlib. I, 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 Know so that we're doing line. more than anyone I else. I know that actually. line. We've, we've, we've heard that line. Do you know what the situation in Afrin is now? It's very a, a calm. Year? It's very calm. No, there is no very ISIS. calm. Okay. There is no ISIS. There is no PYD there. Much of what you're saying ago, is PKK propaganda. You say it's you're very, listening you say to it's PKK very calm. people in Syria. You say it's the reason very calm. they, they the are upset about Afrin. The reason they are upset about Afrin, they lost a big chunk of land. If you ask the original. Kurdish people living in Afrin, which is about 400,000, by <clears> the way, in Afrin, ask them how they are being treated now compared to how they were treated under PYD, YPG control. Two months ago, the UN Human you Rights want to ask Council. That question? Two months ago, the UN Human Rights Office reported the situation in Afrin, contrary to your nice assurances, remained dire. Armed factions had carved up the province into zones of influence. There was repeated kidnappings, torture, extortion, and assassination. That's some legacy you left behind, isn't it? No, look, Contrary we have cleared up from PYD, YPG terrorists, which are the Marxist-Leninist leftist group, <laughs> which is supported by all the freedom-loving liberal Western countries, including the Trump administration, which is really mind-boggling for me that the United States will support a Marxist-Leninist organization in Syria in the name of fighting against ISIS. Well, what's baffling to them is that uh, you have your forces on the ground, according to William Roebuck, who's the top State Department official in northern Syria, your forces have committed abuses on the ground, war crimes, and ethnic cleansing. He said on November the 7th, Turkey's military operation, spearheaded by armed Islamist groups on its payroll, represents an intention-laced effort at ethnic cleansing. It was, he added, an unprovoked military operation that at the time he spoke, November the 7th, had killed some 200 civilians and left over 100 thousand people newly displaced and homeless. We've heard this many times from the CENTCOM people within the Trump administration, which actually never got and you just themselves reconciled with the fact that we are taking this action against their so-called allies. You want them to the reconcile PKK with ethnic cleansing? You want them to recognize... They are reconciling themselves with a PKK terrorist network in Syria, giving them peace of land, and then while at the same time talking about serious territorial integrity or ethnic balance in Syria. 
How can you explain the fact that you favor one ethnic group, which is linked to a PKK terrorist network, <coughs> the so-called Kurds, against all the Arab non-Kurdish, non-PKK Syrians, the Arabs, the Christians, the Turkmen, all the other Syrians, they are coming to us telling us the oppression that they are living under, under the YPG. Mr. Callan, we've talked about some of the criticism of your actions, especially from allies, but what you really want to stamp out is criticism at home, isn't it? On October the 10th, your broadcast regulator, RTUK, warned the Turkish media not to say anything critical about your action in Turkey, that there would be, as they put it, zero tolerance of any broadcasting that might negatively impact the morale and motivation of soldiers or may mislead citizens through incomplete, falsified, or partial information that serves the aims of terror. In other words, you put out anything that the government doesn't like and you're in deep trouble. So much for press freedom. Well, you Turkey. have all kinds of uh, freedom <coughs> outlets, media outlets in Turkey. They Man, a lot of them you've closed on down. On TV, on internet, uh, you have all kinds of different views, attacking the president every single day, attacking me and us. That's why in the first week of the offensive, you closed down 839 social media accounts for sharing, as you put it, criminal content. 186 yeah, people were, were taken into yeah, they were cheering custody for PKK. and 24 remanded they in free trial detention. terrorist propaganda. You wouldn't allow that. You haven't that got any proof Germany. of that, have you? You wouldn't allow that in the UK. <laughs> when you do it in the West, it's for public order. When we do it, it's oppression. Since the 2016 coup attempt, 180 media outlets have been forcibly closed, over 220,000 websites blocked, according to the NGO Article 19. In September, it said scores of journalists remained in jail or under travel bans. Hardly a proud record for you, is it? Yeah, but you're dealing with PKK <coughs> news outlets that is spreading propaganda for the terrorist network. When you're dealing with FETA terrorists that carried out that uh, coup attempt on July 15th, yes, they had the media empire, not an outlet, a media empire in Turkey. You fling the, around the, these the accusations. The FETA people I'm talking about using taxpayers' money, actually, to spread their propaganda. Now, unfortunately, they have a free reign free ride here in Western capitals. They're all over the place. According to the Germany's own uh, Committee for the Protection of the Constitution, the presence of the PKK in Germany alone, I have the full report here, that's in German, I'm sure our German colleagues will know about this. You won't this, mind this if we not, don't go through it. This is not our report, by the way. This is Germany's own, own official report. In fact, when <clears throat> President Steinmeier came to Turkey when he was foreign minister about two years ago, I think our pre president presented this report to him as well. said, look, this is your own report. Okay, now, this doesn't report, take us any further, this well, line. No, what this it doesn't says, take us what any it says is that you are giving a free ride to PKK in Germany. Why do you do that? And as far as... We are not doing that in Turkey. As far as the West is concerned, this was a report from a British parliamentary committee back in 2017. There is a fundamental intolerance of alternative narratives in Turkey, with the government broadly suppressing, discrediting, or punishing those who contradict its accounts of sensitive events. Look, there are journalists who do their job. They are free to report, have critical comment, Nobody has any problem with that. There are those who spread propaganda, who use actually ID cards, press cards, but function as PKK operatives. Or and those are people you subject to extreme conditions in your prison. Like Ahmed Sheikh, for instance, from Jumhuriyet newspaper. 
Report, yeah, he, he was reported released. to have been he, spending he time was actually in put solitary in prison confinement. By the Gulenists in the first place, he was put in prison by the Gulenists. Oh, so that makes it all right now that no, you, no, no, you've no, kept no. him in prison. No, but what I'm saying, this is, this is the extent of the power that these people had in Turkey. We are cleaning them from the media outlet, from the judiciary, from the police. For this. What do you mean what you're cleaning? Doing? You don't have anything against him. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the, the FETA people that had, in fact, the judiciary, the, the, the security forces in their hands. And now we're we are clearing them. Most of the things that you're referring to, in fact, is a reference to these people. I'm referring also to what the EU Commission in its latest report called the backsliding on human rights. Backsliding in a number of areas affecting human rights. It says your accession negotiations have effectively come to a standstill. It's time to end this, isn't it? Because you have no intention of meeting the conditions for membership that have been set down by the EU, have you? We were promised to be a full member in the European Union many, many, many times. And then you violated human rights, left, right we, and centre. And we've been made, waiting since, uh, I don't know, 62, 63 officially. We got an official date in 2004 and 5. It was our president, President Erdogan, actually, who put so much political capital into this. And we were presented with a package of 36 chapters. No candidate member was ever presented with this many chapters. And then what happened? 15 years later, we open only one chapter, close only one chapter. I'm not even talking you're saying, about You're saying issues. you're the victim here. You like to play the victim. The victim of what? Bias against Turkey? I don't see myself as a victim. I'm just stating the facts. Look. There is an enlargement process or fatigue in Europe. Right? And there are conditions they, to be met. They, they don't, don't want to And you don't meet expand. them, Mr. Callan. And there you is a negotiation them. fatigue in Turkey also. How long will it take? Another century for Turkey to be a full member? That's up to you, it's isn't it? One thing if you abide by another. the conditions, it could happen no, look, most of the You're things that we're talking are about, for example, in uh, Eastern Mediterranean today is related to the Cyprus issue. You remember what happened in 2004 with the Anan referendum? For the unification of the island, the Turkish side said yes, the Greek side said no. And what happened afterwards? In fact, the so EU. So, what do you, what do you was, put this down no, to? What, what I'm, the the, the anti Turkish chorus that, that you talk so much about? Hmm? Is this part of the anti Turkish chorus that you often talk about? I'm talking about. What are you, what are you saying a here? A failure of consistency. Are you saying the EU is biased against in, Turkey? In the, in the EU, after the referendum, what they did, instead of actually. Uh, challenging the Greek side on this issue. They accepted the Greek side as a full member. And that violated another key EU principle. You don't bring in a bilateral territorial dispute into the EU. They did exactly that. And now, for the last 14, 15 years, we've been dealing with this issue. So, but my okay. point is that it's either Cyprus or human rights issues or security or Turkey's but it's one thing after another that is presented as a as a as an excuse or an obstacle for Turkey's EU membership. Okay, so you and know what you know what the conditions are. So you either want to meet them or not. Call we, it a day then. We will if you're never, fed up with it, call it a day. If the EU wants to do it, they can they're welcome to do it. We are still committed to joining the EU as a full member nothing short of a full member. Mr. Callan, let's just look briefly in the time we have left at the purges, the people who were after the coup attempt in 2016. I think I already answered that. The, the people who were fired from their jobs. Many thousands of them had to be cleared later on because the charges against them were nonsense, weren't they? Thousands of people who were falsely implicated in the coup attempt had to be reinstalled because the allegations against them were false. Not that they had the chance to defend themselves before they were fired. This is life under your AKP, isn't it? All right. We you are get purged, you have no chance to defend yourself. Are we on the eastern side or the western side of Berlin right now? 
Does it matter? What? On the eastern side. You know how many people were fired from their jobs when the unification happened? We're in not talking about Germany. No, no, no. We're talking about... Look, you have to see I know you context. don't want to talk about this. You have to it see this in context. Embarrassing. You know, no, when it comes to about, uh, your own issues, you want to provide the context. When it comes to Turkey, you deny me the right to state the context. I'm asking the audience here, how many people were fired from their jobs when the unification happened in 1989? This, this, this this I'll is, give you the number. 500,000 people. So These what? are so civil what? workers, these are soldiers, so these what? are journalists, these are diplomats. You can play the what about game, and it's very fashionable. No, I'm, pro I'm, I'm providing a context. These what about Mars? This. What about Venus? I'm what providing about Russia? A what about China? For no. what happened in no, Turkey? You're when trying you to talk about the purge. Answering the question. It's a very simple fact. The fact is that tens of fact. thousands of people were fired and humiliated, and their reputations were drawn through the mud okay. before finally they were able to clear their names. They because there is a judicial path for this. Yeah, but look there what happened in the meantime. They have applied. Those who were cleared, in fact, are free either to go or to, to apply for their jobs. And that's still a process underway, of course. I'm not saying that everything is perfect there. There is still room for improvement. There are still uh, things that we need to do to make sure that these people you know, have their full rights, but you have to see this in context. Your party has sat back and watched countless people's lives ruined while you threw allegations at them that turned out to be false. There is a judicial process oh, for them to apply. Eventually, yeah. eventually, maybe. There was, there was a, for, for this 500,000 Who cares about people. the collateral damage? Yeah. Huh? There were 500,000 people who were fired from their jobs during the unification because they were suspected of working for Satsi, the German, Eastern German uh, intelligence. They thank were you, suspected. but we're talking about Turkey. We are talking we about people talking about Turkey. in Turkey and I that carried out much. a military coup. And I thank you very much for being on Conflict Zone. All right, my pleasure. Thank you very much. So much to talk about. Thank you.